And uh, the truth is, we have a harvest, we talked about, just like we were talking about this morning, uh, that, uh, that needs to be reaped. Um, there are people all across this, this world that need Christ. We heard this morning of 10 who got saved in India uh, through brother, uh, with Brother Ganesh uh, Kumar and uh, the ministry that he has there with, those, with the youth. And uh, what a blessing that is. Uh, but uh, there are, that's, that's, one, that's one national pastor um, in a world, of, you know, in a world that needs Christ, and uh, we need to be seeing, trying to send more, and we need to try to go. It doesn't do us any good to send them if we don't do anything here. Uh, we need to be, we need to be uh, doing our best here as well. Uh, t- go ahead and take your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter six. We're going to, to continue our study uh, there, uh, looking at the. Uh, and being prepared for the day of battle, uh, we looked at this morning at the uh, having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, to having our minds and our lives just saturated with the gospel, and uh, having a desire to to preach the gospel, having the purpose. It's that idea of being prepared. It didn't say to have your feet shod with the gospel. It says have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And listen, we can't we can't go forth with the, with the gospel unless we're prepared. And uh, the truth is, I believe many Christians, uh, many Christians or people that claim to be Christians, um, are are ill prepared in in the uh, the uh, sharing of the gospel. Um, looking back into the into the New Testament, in the beginning of the church, uh, man, they went everywhere and uh, preaching the gospel. They preached it when they were told they weren't allowed to preach it. They 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 preached it after they were beaten and told not to preach it. And uh, and uh, today it's 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 hard to get some to 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 go out and preach it, even though people want some people want to hear it. Uh, but uh, we we need to we need to certainly go. Uh, we talked uh, we talked last week about uh, the the breastplate of righteousness, and then the morning we talked about the uh, the uh, having our loins girded about the truth, and and uh, God is in this, or Paul is in this, giving us a list of things that you know, we need to be prepared. We need to walk in truth. Amen. Uh, we need to. Uh, what does that mean? That that means that we walk honestly. That we that our that our that our, our lives are honest. That we're not hypocrites. That we're not uh, that we're not putting on an act or a facade or pretending. But that we truly love God instead of saying that we love God. That we truly love one another instead of just saying that we love one another. Now I can tell my wife I love her, uh, but the Bible says not to love in in word and uh, but not to love in word but in deed and in truth. Uh, it's, it's important that we love one another. It's important that we speak the truth, live the truth, and, uh, and, and that's, that, that should be part of the core of who we are. That, that righteousness that we have is the righteousness of Christ. We're also to p- apply practical, practical righteousness, which is us doing our best to, and when I say doing our best, it's relying upon the grace of God, knowing that we can't do it of ourselves, but living righteous lives. What does that mean? It's doing those things that God has called us to do. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 10 says that we're created unto good works, and that uh, that God has ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, as children of God, we're to, to live and do certain things and, and act in certain ways, and, and uh, while we're battling that flesh, that nature that we have, the Spirit should be what reigns supreme in our life. God should be who reigns supreme. So we, we're to, 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 to have on that breastplate of righteousness, and that protects our, our heart. It protects us from the, 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 the doubts and the fears. It protects uh, who we are, the convictions. Um, we talked again this morning about the, the, the shoes, and that, that helps us to have a, a firm stance, a good grip on the ground, and it helps us also not just to protect, 
to, to stand, where it's to stand there for, but also helps us to move forward. Uh, we, we talked about the, the, the Roman soldiers, and, and I, love, I love this picture uh, of the Roman soldiers. That is the actual type of shield that they would, that they would carry. Uh, they, you can't see their shoes through that very well, but, uh, but the, uh, this is what they would do. This, is, this was an actual formation. It was almost like a, a, a tank. Uh, they could have up to 100 men do this, and as they're, as they're approaching uh, enemies, uh, the enemy, would, their first attack would be Arrows. They, from, from far off, they would shoot these arrows at, at these men. And instead of having men struck by arrows and knocked down before they ever got into the fight, they would do this. They would cover themselves and protect themselves from those, from those, from those arrows. And, and, and they can move forward and, 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 and protect themselves at the same time. So, uh, and we're going to talk about that here uh, this afternoon. Romans chapter 6, verse 16 says this. Above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let's pray. Father, I ask for your help this afternoon. God, I pray that you give me guidance in what you'd have me to say. Lord, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, just give me every word, Father. I don't want to take any credit for anything that's said, Lord, and I, I, I need your help. You know that. So, Lord, I pray that you would direct the, the message. I pray that you would also direct it into the hearts of, of each one of us, Father. Lord, we need, we need to have faith in you above all else. Lord, without faith, we have nothing else. So, God, I pray that you would, Lord, that you would help us to have not just believing faith, but a growing faith and a strong faith, a faith that will protect us. I pray that, you, we would, uh, that we would use it as you would lead us to, Lord, as your word declares that we can. And we thank you, Father, for all you've done for us. Help us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here, Paul, again, I mentioned this morning, Paul's, Paul's in prison. He's writing this letter, and, and he's describing a, a soldier he's seeing outside. Uh, now, it doesn't tell us that, but, but he's seen many a soldier, and he, he knows what they wear. And he, he, he's describing here, uh, uh, again, the, the different equipment that God has given to us uh, to protect ourselves in the day of battle. And we've already talked about we are in a day of battle. And it isn't necessarily just because it's 2021 and, and it isn't because of who's in the White House or who's going in the White House. It isn't because that there's a pandemic going on. There has always been a battle. And it, it, it didn't stop when the pandemic started and it didn't end when 2020 when 2020 stopped, uh, everybody thought that everything, life was just going to turn into the life of ease as soon as the, the clock ticked. And I saw, I saw one of those memes. It was, uh, it was a picture of uh, uh, the, one of those guys that broke into the Capitol building with the, 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 the horns on his head and the, no shirt. And it was all painted up. And it says, six days into 2020 or 2021, and I want to go back. Uh, it, it's just that the world is crazy. But listen, the, the battle that we're fighting isn't between Democrats and Republicans. And it isn't against, uh, it isn't doctors and illnesses and mask wearers and not mask wearers or, or any of the other mess that's going on. That's all a symptom of the problem. The real problem is that Satan is in this world and we're fighting a spiritual battle. Satan would have us to turn our backs on one another as Christians. Satan would have us to, to, to react and act differently and in a wrong way that would, that would, that would hinder and hurt one another. He would have us to act in a way that, that hinders our ability to preach the gospel so that people won't hear us. We need to be very careful in this day and age because Satan has a desire to attack us. Satan has a desire to stop us. And, and one of the things that God has given us to protect ourselves, in fact,
fact, I, I believe one of the greatest things God has given to us to protect ourselves is our faith. Everything that we've seen up to this point is something that we're to put on as, as we wear it. Uh, we're, to, we're to put on the, 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 uh, the, the, the shoes or be shod with the, 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 the shoes of the gospel. We're to put on the, the breastplate of righteousness. We're to put on or have our loins girded about with truth. But here it says to take up the, the shield. It's not something that we wear, but I, I believe it's more important than, than one of those individual parts of clothing. We're gonna, and we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But before we do that, I want to, first of all, try to picture why he described faith like a shield. There's got to be some kind of similarities. Uh, uh, what, what, what are the similarities that, that, that there might be? And, and the first similarity that I see is this, that, that the, the shield is to protect. To, is to protect us against attack. Uh, the shield is to protect us against attack. Uh, uh, and, and, and notice this, it protects the whole man. It doesn't protect a certain part of the man. Uh, verse six, 16 says this. Uh, it says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Now, that, those two words, above all, are important. Uh, sometimes, and it can be read, and I've actually read it this way before, as, as this is the most important thing. If you're going to do anything, do this. But if you remember in the previous verses, it says, put on the whole armor of God. So there isn't one piece of the armor that's more important than, than the other. They're all important. And in fact, any one of those uh, pieces of the armor that's not there uh, uh, leaves an opening for an attack. But, but this is above all. It, it, the, the, the Hebrew word is epi. Or not Hebrew, the Greek word is epi. It means to, to be in, superimposed over. Hold it in front of you is what it's saying. Now, now, there are different shields that, they use, that the Roman army used, um, depending on which part of the army you were in. Uh, but but the, the, the important part, uh, as far as this is concerned, is the, is the word, is the word that he, here in verse 16, shield, is the Greek, the Greek word thurios. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but this is the meaning, a large door-shaped shield. There were some that were small that they, they would use like this, and they would, uh, you would see gladiators fight with them like that. If, uh, uh, there, were, there were some other ones that were triangular-shaped, but this is the description of the of, 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 uh, a large door-shaped shield. They, they believe it was about four foot by, by three foot, and, and they would go forward with it like this. What's important about that is it doesn't just cover one part of the man. It covers all of them. If you hunker down under, behind it like that, they're standing and they're moving forward. But if they were to hunker down, you couldn't see any of them at all. They would be protected above and above. And, and actually, if they did it correctly, they could, be, if they, they could be surrounded, yet completely protected by the shield that they have. Uh, so uh, the, the helmet of salvation is important, right? Who would say that we, do, that we need the helmet of salvation? All of us. You know why? Because the Bible says that we're to have it. But what does that protect? My head. It protects a certain part of me. The, the, the breastplate of righteousness, that's important. Don't, don't forget that. But that only protects 
my, my, my core, my, my chest, my, uh, my heart, my vital, my vital organs, uh, the, the, the loins being girded about with truth, that protects my core. The, the loin area makes it easier for me to, 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 to live, uh, live righteously and, and right before God. Those, those, uh, the, the feet shod, uh, those are good and they, they, they need protection. If you, it's not a good picture, you can't really see it. There ain't a whole lot of protection on the top of the foot. Uh, those shoes weren't so meant, so much meant for defense other than the, the, the tacks or the nails that they put through the, through them to give them a good, uh, good grip in the ground, and, and, but it didn't protect the top of the foot. A sword can chop off your toes. I don't know about you, but you chop off my toes, I'm not going to be standing very long. Uh, and, and the whole idea is that we're to stand, therefore, having our loins grip out with truth and having on all these things. So what, that's why this is so important. It protects the whole man. You know that Satan, there are times when Satan uh, has, uh, is going to attack us, and listen, he may send an attack uh, uh, at our head uh, and uh, attack our thought life and cause us to doubt the Word of God and, and cause us to, to doubt the veracity of Scripture. And listen, uh, uh, that's how he's always done it. Go back to Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 3, you go back to where Jesus is, is in the wilderness. Satan always attacked the Word of God, caused people to doubt the Word of God. They're still trying that today. Listen, it's not a new tactic. It's the same tactic that he's always used. He's just gotten better at it. Satan's not perfect. He's not all-powerful. But he does learn. Uh, We would be be fools to think that he hasn't gotten better at what what he's done. And how, how he's had he's had millennia to learn how to do this. So so but so he attacks the the mind and, and listen. We need to be very careful. What does the Bible say? That we're to, to cast out, to not to give Satan the opportunity. It says we're to what sort of things are just, what sort of things are righteous, what sort of things are true. Philippians chapter four eight. We're to think on those things. Well, how can how can I do that? Through faith, trusting in the Word of God. If faith can help me to overcome, yes, my that helmet of salvation is good, but faith will also gives me double protection and, and helps me. Uh, I don't want to get hit in, the head, hit in the head, even if I've got a helmet on. I'm going to hold up my shield. I'm going to protect myself. If that, if that comes into my heart, uh, if that's an attack, listen, uh, those, those breastplates were great. Uh, you can't see them here because they're covered by the shield. Praise the Lord. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. But those breastplates were good to, to, to save your life, but they don't keep you from injury. You take somebody with a broadsword and they, they swipe across you, they can still hurt you. It can still cause damage. And, and listen, the, the, the damage that it's, the, the, it says specifically that the, the shield is for, the, those, the, the darts of the wicked, that breastplate's not going to do anything for you. And we'll, we'll talk about why in a minute, but let's say it's at your heart and it's causing you to, 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 to long for, to love the things of the world, uh, right? That's one of Satan's attacks. We think of sword thrusts and, and because when we think of the soldiers in armor, but Satan doesn't attack like that. He's going to draw you away with the lust of the world. The Bible says he's wily. It's called the wiles of the devil, the trickiness of the devil. So, so we need to protect our, our, our hearts, and, and, and it's good to do that, have that breastplate of righteousness, but I'm certainly glad I can hold up my faith and, and trust in God that he'll protect that as well. Because, because by faith, I trust that the things of heaven are a whole lot more important than the things of this earth. By faith, uh, I have hope that one day I'll be in heaven and I don't have to just trust that this is the best it's going to get. Because you know, we all know this isn't the greatest in the world. Well, it's the greatest in the world because this is the world, but it, it, it's not the best there is. The best is yet to come. 
He can attack my feet and attack my walk. Satan, Satan will attack any and every, and every, any and every opportunity that we give him, which makes it important that we have this secondary way of covering ourselves, faith. And listen, it's by faith that we walk. Amen? It's by faith that we trust that, 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 uh, that his word is true and the path that he's laid out before us, that word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, that that's the right way to go. It's by faith that we can walk in that way and we can protect ourselves. Not only does it protect us, the whole man, it also protects our armor. Listen, the truth is, the righteousness that I have, that's not my righteousness. I'm not that good. Uh, we talked about that last week. There's the, 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 in, in, in Christ, positionally, I'm righteous. Uh, and I'm to apply righteousness to my life, but that's by God's grace. It is not by my goodness. And listen, if Satan's going to attack my righteousness, he's going to have an easier time at it. So what do I do? By faith. I, I, I trust that God, I, I trust in the word and the promises of God to, to protect me. I can call out on those promises to, to help me to live right and to do what's right and to protect me from those things. So we see that faith, just like a shield, is good for protection against attack. Secondly, it, it takes the blows of the attack in our place. Satan's desire is to attack us. It's it's not to it's not to hit our shield. Satan's desire is to attack us, but there there are a group of people who would just rather not fight. If there's a battle going on, uh, and you're sitting over here, and everybody else, I'm off camera, I think, but sorry, uh, everybody else is over there fighting. Nobody's hitting me. Nobody's shooting arrows at me. I'm good. I used to watch, uh, or used to play dodgeball, and that'd be one of the things. I'd pretend like I was out, and I'd just kind of go stand as close to the corner as I could, but still be in. And I'd, I'd either sit on the floor so I'd look like I wasn't trying to get away, and they would just ignore me. I loved it. Until it was like the last two or three, then I'd jump up like I did anything really important. I didn't do anything. I just sat, sat on the sidelines. Too many Christians today are sitting on the sidelines and they're not trusting in their faith to take the, the hits, to take the blows that Satan would, would bring, bring, bring out to you. Listen, if you're truly in the midst of the fight, you're going to be receiving a blow. You're going to be, you're, you're, he's going to attack you, uh, whether it's a, 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 a dart, an arrow, a, a, a thrust of his sword, or whatever he's going to do, he's going to try to attack you. But if you're sitting off on the sidelines, it does Listen, he's not a fool. He knows you're there, but he's not worried about you. There are others that hide. Back in, back in the days when, when they used to fight like this, like, like these Roman soldiers, or, or in the or earlier colonial days, or the days during the, uh, when they would march out there with their muskets and, and level aim and fire, and man, I'd have run so fast because I cannot see the, the intelligence and standing there and letting somebody shoot at me in the open. There isn't any. That's why they've changed. They don't fight that way anymore. Back then, it was just a matter of, uh, partly a matter of luck and, and strategy. And who had more men? But nowadays, a small group of men can do much greater damage because they, they fight and they hide. But, but, uh, they, but listen, if, if there are some people that just hide for, because they're afraid. They're running, and listen, Satan's not attacking them either because they're not in the midst of the fight. That, uh, that, that shield there is there to take the blows that would be there to take you out. Uh, you hold up that shield, and man, it, it, it could do a number to that, to, uh, 
what could do a number two would just bounce off that shield. It's amazing the fear, the doubt, and the, the temptation, the trials, the, the, the wiles of the devil, what they could do and how they could destroy a, a man's life. But if he lives by faith, he trusts the word of God and applies the word of God to his life, it's amazing what he can endure. A faith, faith, just like a shield, needs to be strong. Imagine trying to hold a, a shield made out of cardboard and somebody coming at you with a, with, a, with, a, with a sword. It would carve through that shield and take your arm off with it. There'd be nothing there to stop it. I, I mentioned before in the last couple of weeks that I watched, I've watched this show called Fortune Fire where they make swords. And uh, they, One of the things they, they commissioned them to do was to, to make a sword. And the test was they wanted to beat it against these, these uh, shields that they'd made. They were wooden shields. And man, they took this sword, man, they ha- in like four hacks, they, they, they chopped that, that thing up. See, these, these are made differently. It's not just one piece of wood. There are several pieces of wood. You notice they're curved. Uh, uh, these are a little bit newer. They weren't quite... The, the, the ones in, that were described in the Bible are, were flat. These are curved. So the way these were made, it's, it's made with several small pieces of wood, uh, layers of that. They're all glued together, and then the, over top that there's linen, and then over top that there's leather. The old ones just, they were all, it was one solid piece of wood with the linen and the leather over top of it. They made these ones so they would kind of curve around. Uh, so, uh, but but the, the reason that's, that's there, the reason is because th- that the leather protects from the fiery darts. And we'll, we'll get into exactly what that is and why, why they did that. But, but it's, it's important to know that man, it was strong. It would take more than one or two hits. And it would keep on going. Our faith needs to be strong. Listen, there are some people that have faith, uh, the, the faith of salvation. And they, they, I believe God will save me, but they don't have enough faith that God will take care of me. Man, we have to build that up. It, it's, it, it's not something that, that, that comes easily. It, it, it comes with, with years of, of reading the promises of God and trusting in the promises of God and seeing God, seeing God uh, keep the promises that he has made. It, it takes years of studying the word of God and looking back to see how God took care of, uh, took, took care of his children and his people in the Old Testament and how he, he still does that today. It, it, takes, it takes time, but listen, we need a strong faith. Because we have, a, we have a, an enemy who has a desire to destroy us. And it is not us going to be our strength that overcomes this enemy. Now the Bible says that our faith can. But our faith isn't, isn't, isn't our own. Our faith needs to be strong. It needs to be in Christ alone. See what... Even, these, even the, though these are made out of multiple pieces of wood, there's one piece of leather that's stretched over them, and it's that piece of leather that gives the wood the strength. that holds it all together. If a, small, if a small corner of the wood breaks off underneath the leather, that leather's still there. It holds it together. It doesn't fall apart. If it cracks, guess what? That leather holds it together. If our faith is going to be strong, we need to be, have faith in Christ alone. Not faith in our works, not faith in the things that we want to do, but faith in Christ alone. And listen, there, there are those that are out there that would say, no, no, there, there, there are 
other ways to heaven. There are many ways to heaven, but the Bible is very clear in telling us that it is only through Jesus Christ and his death alone. It's not through my blood. It's not through my, my sacrifice or my work. It's not through my good works. Uh, I can't join a church to get to heaven. I can't do anything to get to heaven other than by faith trust in him. As, a, as far as Abraham was, is concerned, the Bible says that he believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. That was his faith. And we do know that faith, <coughs> excuse me, the faith without works is dead, but that's because real, real faith, living faith, breeds works. That's why it says, by faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Moses did this. By faith, it's because faith causes us to, to follow God, to trust his word. Not only does it need to be a one piece in Christ alone, it needs to be forged in heaven. <laughs> there are some people who say, well, I believe. I've read it, and I believe. Listen, I, I grew up in church. I, I, I had a knowledge of, of salvation and all the things of salvation. But the Bible says that the, even Jesus said, even the demons know and they tremble. It's not enough to have a knowledge, and it's not even enough to believe that, 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 that your knowledge is true. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It is not in us to have faith. It's given to us by God to have faith. The Spirit of God opens up our eyes and gives us understanding. And we trust God by faith. We believe him. It's got to be forged in heaven. It can't be something that we forge together ourselves. It can't be something that I pound into my children. Man, I, as much as I want my kids to be saved and to know God, I can't force them to believe in God. I can teach them now and they can say, yes, I believe it. But in 10 years or 15 years when they're confronted by the world and all the, all the false teachings of the world and the evolution and all the other junk that the world has to offer, listen, it isn't my faith that, that will help them. It's going to be, it has to be their faith. It has to be not forged by their father, but forged by God in their own hearts. Why do we see so many young people walk away from the faith and leave church when they go to college and never look back? Or, or they, they, they complain about the, uh, in, in anger about the, uh, how they were, they were fooled or they were, they, were, they were brainwashed or all these other these, these things. Why? Because they didn't have real faith. As, as hard as it is to say it, as much as we don't want to say it, listen, you can, you can have a kid dress right and act right and talk right and do all the right things until they walk out that door. And unless there is faith, they are not saved. And they have nothing to be able to battle against Satan. They already belong to him. It has to be forged by God. Yes, by the word of God. And listen, I wish we could make it happen, but we can't. We pray. And we ask God and we trust God by faith that he'll do it for them. Just like a shield, our faith must be well handled. What do, what do I mean by that? We need to know the promises of God. How can you handle the promises of God when you're attacked spiritually? How can you handle those temptations unless you know them? Means we need to read the scripture. Means we need to study the scripture. 
because there are many people that read the scripture and they think they know some of the promises, but they've never really studied them in context and they don't know what those actual promises are. One of, the, one of my favorite uh, uh, examples of this is Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, where it talks about, I know I have all my thoughts for you and, uh, uh, and uh, they're talking about the, it being for good and not for evil. Wonderful promise of God to the nation of Israel and not to us. Now, the, the, there's still a principle there that we can gain from that. It's still a wonderful passage of Scripture, but we, can't, we, can't we shouldn't misunderstand it. We should know that it's talking to the people of Israel that God was going to bring them back to their promised land. That, that while they were there, go ahead and build your homes, build, build, build your business, sing praises. You know, you'll be here for a while, but in the end, you're going back home. If you read the whole chapter, that's what it says. That's not for me. I wasn't, I wasn't captured out of Israel. I was, uh, uh, I, was saved from, I was saved from my wickedness, but I wasn't captured from Israel and, and taken to Babylon. That was for, for Israel. So, so it's, it's important that not just to, to read some meme with a beautiful verse in it and say, hey, you know, that's a wonderful thing. You can't count on that promise because you don't know that promise. You can't trust that. You know how you trust it? Well, I, that, that sounds really good. What does Jeremiah 29 11 say? What about Jeremiah 29? What does that say? And then we begin to study it. Oh, this is what that means. And Well, then how does that apply to me? As we study it, God will speak to us and, and show us, listen, there's only one interpretation of Scripture, but there are other ways it can be applied to us. And, and so we look for the principle for, for us there. And listen, just the way God treated the people of Israel, God will treat us. You know, you know what the principle is in that passage of Scripture, by the way? It's not that we're all going... It, it, yes, God's thoughts of us are for good, and if you're a child of God, we already know that, that he wants the best for us. So I look at it like this. Wherever, if I've messed up, and listen, I've messed up at times in my life. I, I walked away from God for a period of time in my life. I'm going to serve God the best I can right where I'm at. I'm not going to look to be somewhere else. They have false teachers telling them, you're going to go, you, you don't, you're not going to be here for long. Don't, don't put down roots. Don't do anything. Hey, listen, you know what? God said, serve me here, and I'll take you back home. Wherever you're at, serve God right now where you're at. So that we need to be able to handle the promises, and we can't handle them if we don't know them. It's just like a sword. If you don't know how to use a sword, don't be one to pick it up. You're likely to chop off a leg. Uh, uh, this guy I used to uh, go to church with back home, he, he loved weapons, he loved swords and nunchucks, and he bought himself a nice pair of nunchucks. And you ever seen anybody use a pair of nunchucks that knows what they're doing? Man, it's amazing. But he did not know what he was doing, and he hurt himself more than he did. And I saw him hit himself in the head. It did not, he left welts, I mean, big hit himself in the head, other places. I saw him on the ground crying. Because, listen, if you don't know how to use it, don't pick it up. But listen, but God's saying, listen, I've given you faith to protect yourself. So don't just leave it lay there. Learn how to use it. So we need to know the promises, but the promises aren't enough. We need to know the doctrine. We need to be able to study and know the doctrine of the things because there will be times when you hear a false teacher come along. There may be a time where I might make a mistake and say something I didn't intend to or I might misunderstand something. Listen, the Bible doesn't say you need a pastor to be your teacher while I am to feed you, while the pastor is to feed the sheep. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is your teacher. Study the Word of God yourself. And, and, and learn from it so that you, you know where you stand. I don't stand there because Pastor Richard said so. I stand there because I read it and the Bible says so. 
We need to know the doctrines. We need to know the promises to be able to do that. And then by observation and, and the way that we see how God dealt with others in the past. Uh, and I don't mean others as in my, well, sometimes you can't even in your own, in your own history, but, but we're looking, talking specifically about the word of God. You can look back at how he dealt with the people of Israel, how he dealt with the, the church. And, and we, Listen, God does not change. And he will deal with you like he dealt with them. He showed them mercy, he'll show you mercy. He showed them long-suffering, he'll show you long-suffering. And those are, those are things that, that I can have faith in that, and I can wield that now, and I can protect myself from the fears and the doubts and the attacks of Satan. Going back to verse 16, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith. There's some things that we can learn here from this, this passage. We've looked at the way faith can be like a shield, or faith is like a shield. The first thing I, I see here is, again, talking about our enemy. It, it's not the first thing. It's, it's the end of the verse. It says, Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. This verse reminds us that we have a wicked enemy. Listen, he doesn't, doesn't do wicked things. He does, he's wicked. It, it, it's not some of the things he does bad. And some, Satan is altogether wicked. He stands in opposition of God. God's desire for your life is to grow and to mature and to, 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 to stand firm. Satan's desire is to cut you down where you stand. God's desire is that we go out and win the world for Christ, to preach the gospel to every creature, uh, to, to get it online so that everybody can hear it, to, to get it out in the street, to go to your neighbor, to go everywhere. Satan's desire is to get you to sit at your house and to keep your mouth shut. He is, he is not good. He is not in any way, shape, or form even neutral in this. He is your enemy. And as your enemy, he has a desire to destroy you. Now notice it says here that, that the shield of faith is, it has quenching power. Well, what does that mean? Well, uh, in, in situations like this, uh, there, there were a couple different things that they would use. Uh, some, of, some of the arrows that they would fire at these, at these soldiers would be, uh, would be fiery arrows. Uh, they would take a, an arrow, they would dip it in pitch, and they would shoot it long distance. Now, those weren't really meant to do anything to them because, well, it didn't, they didn't burn very fast. Most of the time what they would do is they would try to shoot their tents if they were shooting into an area or shoot into buildings, and those buildings would catch fire. So those weren't normally used for those. It, personally, it, it particularly says fiery darts. Another weapon that they had back in those days was they would take these, uh, these long, hollow reed-type things, and they were very fragile, and they would fill them with a flammable liquid, and they would stick in, a, uh, stick in a, a, a wick, and they would light it on fire. And they would either throw, this was done in, clo in closer quarters, or they would shoot them at, at, at these soldiers. And when they hit them, it wasn't meant for penetration. It could hit your breastplate of righteousness and bounce, and, and it would not penetrate that. But you know what it would do? It would shatter, and all that, that flammable liquid would then go all over you, and it would light on fire, and you would burn to death. You could brush it off, you could try to pat it out, but it would cause damage because of what it was. 
Man, those things weren't easy to see. They, they weren't massive big things. They, they, you couldn't see it coming from a long ways away and pick up your shield. You had to be ready and prepared at all times. But what was important about these shields is those shields, remember the outside, although they're, they're colorful and they look pretty, it's made out of leather. And before they would go into battle, they would, they would soak those things in water so that when, so that when uh, they were struck by the, that liquid, it would help put the fire out. So, so that's why it says that he can, he's able to clench all the fiery darts. Those, those shields were able to clench the fiery darts. Man, it would hit it, and the fire would just go out. If you don't have that shield, man, I, I, I don't know about you. I've been burned before. It's not, it's not pleasant. It doesn't, I don't need to be, my heart doesn't need to be penetrated. I don't need to get hit in the eye. Man, that thing could hit you anywhere in the body. It could hit you in the armor, and you think, I'm going to be safe. Guess what? Sometimes... Remember, we have a wily devil. The verse says that it talks about the wiles of the devil. You know what that means? Ever watch uh, the Roadrunner? Okay, think about the Roadrunner and, and who the Roadrunner was against. Wily, wile, e, coyote. And what did the, the coyote do the entire time? Every, I, I never saw one where he didn't do this. There's always some kind of trick or some kind of trap, some way to deceive, some way to, 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 to catch that stupid roadrunner that all just went, meep, meep, and then take off again. And that was, I don't know how many times the coyote would follow that thing out in the air, and, and then he would look down and fall down to, you know, to, you know, I don't know how many times he, he failed in his attempts. But listen, Satan isn't so foolish. And Satan is, is, is much more cunning. Uh, uh, he's tricky, yes. He's deceitful, yes. But he's intelligent. And, and he can damage us if we're not careful. And there'll be times when, when, we're, when, we're, uh, when we're struck in the chest or, or in some other, if we're not careful, not holding up that shield of faith, we can still be, even if we're walking in, in truth, even if we're wearing the breastplate of righteousness, Satan can still cause damage to our lives. Damn sure. Listen, because we're not perfect. But I love the truth that this verse tells us. It's able to quench all. There is nothing that Satan cannot throw at you that, that, that by faith you cannot overcome. There is nothing. There's no temptation. The stupid mask. Keep sliding down. There's nothing that Satan cannot throw at you, that Satan cannot stick in front of you, that Satan, cannot, uh, that, that Satan can come up with, that cannot be overcome and overwhelmed with faith in God and in his word. But most of the time, our faith is so small and so weak that we're not able to, to bear our own shield. We look at the wickedness of the enemy, the, his wily efforts, and listen, he's... He's trying to destroy us. And listen, he's never changed. We talked about last the last couple of weeks, so we won't go deep into it, but the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the, 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 the lust of the flesh, those are all ways which he has always used. Uh, he attacks the, good, the, 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 uh, the, the uh, goodness of God, the governance of God, and, and God's plan. Uh, it, it's when, 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 he is, when he is trying to do something, he's causing us to question God's plan, whether, God, whether or not God will provide or, or questioning God's providence. Uh, he, he, uh, he's just trying to cause us to question God. But God is trustworthy. 
He's, he's, we can trust his word, we can trust his ways, and we can trust his work. And, and, and in doing that, we can, we can walk strong. We can stand strong. And one of the things I want to bring out here with, with these pictures, uh, with, with this picture, notice how they're all standing together. You don't ever see a Roman soldier all by himself. Now, if he's by himself, he's got a shield, and it'll protect his head, and he can crouch down, and it'll protect his feet. But when, when he is, but there's a problem with that. At the right angle, he can still be attacked. But when together, invincible. It's almost like a tank. It's not perfect there because you can actually see, see, see the one guy's arm there holding up the shield. But if they were to do it correctly, this is just the people that are recreating it. If they were to do it correctly, there would be no area of attack. You could have a, you could have a horde of enemy in front of them pushing against them. And remember, they, they, they've got, the, they've got the, the nails in the, in the bottoms of their shoes to, to give them traction. And they, 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 there was somebody inside that would call it out, and they would at one, all at once take one step forward. And they moved. And they just pushed right through. It's like a tank. You couldn't get to them because they're together. Listen, I'm so thankful for, the, for, for, for what God did in putting together the body of Christ. Because you can, by faith, trust in the word of God. And, man, that will protect you. But you know what's better than that? Having a brother by your side. Or having two or three or an entire church who's there to, be, to, to have your back. Man, you're protected on all sides. Why? Because there are a whole bunch of people there and their faith. Now, I'm not saying that, that the more faith we have, we can, that God will do mystical things. That's not what I'm saying. But together, God uses us to do more. That, that together, by faith, we can do more and do things that we could never imagine what we could do. Listen, if Elijah by himself could have faith and God could send down fire from heaven, listen, what can God do if we all have faith? Greater things than we could ever imagine. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to imagine a million-dollar building out here God will do what he's going to, what he'll do, but by faith as God leads us. We could see people get saved if we walk by faith, if we're wearing our gospel shoes, if we're telling people about Christ, if we're praying and asking for it, if we're walking in the Spirit. Listen, we can see that. We, we might even see revival in our church and revival in our city and revival in our state. Well, that will never happen. It ain't going to happen if you don't have faith. Without faith, take away all those shields. You know what you have? Sitting ducks. There's a reason it says above all, take the shield of faith. Now, again, it, it, it means particularly holding it up forward. But you can't tell me that in there somehow, that when you think about it, without faith, there is no helmet of salvation. Because we're saved by faith. Without faith, there is no breastplate of righteousness because the righteousness that we carry isn't ours, it's, it's, it's Jesus Christ, and we get it by faith. There is no, there is no girding ourselves about the loins with truth uh, if, if we don't have faith because, listen, you can't live a true, sincere Christian life without faith in God. 
if I were to give you a list and send, send you to, to the store and say, well, can you pick up this? Or can you pick up some, some sugar and some eggs and some milk? But above all, can you pick up this? I have a feeling you might understand there's some emphasis on that last thing. God says, above all, put on our faith. How is our fa- your faith this morning, this afternoon? Uh, is, is it strong? Is it, is, is it growing? Again, the, the only way to really grow your strength is to read and study the Word and to trust in the promises of God. Don't trust in my promises. Don't trust in my Word. Don't trust me for any of this. Look it out. Study it out for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit of God lead and guide you in this. But we need our faith to grow. And by our faith, God will help us to protect ourselves in the day of battle. And that day is today and every day. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. God, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, help us to grow in our faith. I'm thankful for uh, the faith that was given to each one of us for salvation. Uh, Lord, uh, but Father... I remember Jesus said to, to some, even Peter, how little their faith was. Lord, I, I would rather be known for my great faith, not, by, not, not so people know it, Lord, but so that you would see it in my life. Help my faith to grow. Help our faith to grow. Help us to, to, to walk in faith and to trust your word, Lord. Protect us from, from, Satan's, uh, from Satan's attacks, Lord. There's nothing else that will protect us better than the faith we have in you, because truly it's, it's you that we're trusting in. Lord, thank you. We ask for your, for your hand upon the rest of this day. Lord, we pray that, uh, that you would uh, have your way with us. Lord, pray that you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.